guys, it's Dean with Two Party Podcast. Um, just going live this morning. Um, wanted to go ahead and do my news breakdown. Uh, I keep getting requests for everybody to go live. Uh, so we're back on Facebook, apparently, allegedly. Um, so there was a, uh, apparently I had started to comment on a post on one of the news channels, um, commenting back and forth with some, some guy on there. And as I was typing, um, it flagged that, that what I was typing was bullying behavior, uh, for rebutting somebody's comment. So, um, it gave me an option, the screen popped up, it gave me an option to delete what I was writing. Like I was literally typing, I hadn't posted anything yet. Um, and it gave me an option to delete it, or it gave me an option to post it and suffer the consequences basically. Um, so I deleted it. And as soon as I click delete, it pops up another screen that says I'm on a seven day ban. Um, so moving forward, uh, a couple days have gone by since the seven day ban. Uh, in that incident, and so I've been banned from Facebook, and um, in the midst of all that, yesterday, about midday, um, just out of habit, I'm scrolling through my, my jailbreak, my jail cell in Facebook, and uh, I look, and, and I click something, I click like on somebody's post, and uh, it pops up 30-day ban, so I'm like, okay, and it says something about, I, I posted something that went against um, their standards, their community standards, and so I was like, well, you know, I'm, I'm banned. I can't like anything. I can't share anything. I can't comment on anything. I can't do anything. So how in the past five hours, which is what it said, um, have I gone against their standards? So I, I immediately was like, you know, enough's enough of this stuff. Um, I hear about it all the time, people being banned and people's videos and this and that and the other. So I went ahead and I just jumped on the support. Um, I didn't even know there's a support inbox. For those of you that don't, there is. Uh, it's in your settings. So I jumped into those settings, uh, the settings thing, hit the support thing, um, and there's a place where it kind of tries, tries to like feed you into like you know help and questions and, and whatever. And somehow I found a way that I was able to dispute as well as um, show the problem and the issue. Now, if you're on your cell phone, um, and I'll just do it real quick because it's funny. Um, you can literally, and I, I knew this feature was there, I just never had a reason to use it. So if you shake your phone, well, of course it isn't going to do it now, is it? There. If you shake your phone, it'll bring up this problem thing. The cool thing with that is that's what I use. So what, I guess what it does is um, if you do it at the moment or on the screen you're try, having a problem with, you shake your phone, you can um, then it gives you a couple options that you can do. One is one's going to take you to the dummy thing, which is like just give you questions or answers to certain things they think is a problem. And then the other one kind of gives you an option where you can actually manually feed in. If you do, if you jump through the hoops just right, you get to a point where you can literally type in your problem and the issue you're having. And that's what I did. And so I rebutted not just the fact that they deleted me and gave me a seven day ban for something that was never posted. Um, I, I also went a step further and, and mentioned about the 30-day ban and that I, I find, um, because I have several, I don't know about any of you guys, I have several business pages on here. Uh, we do advertising, we pay money to do that. And we, um, we also, um, I, I, I admin a bunch of groups on Facebook and um, those of you that know, you know, that are in those groups know that. And uh, so needless to say, I, I went a step further when I was writing them back and I just said, look, you know, uh, if you, it's fair and square if you're going to be on my personal account and you're going to ban me for something I do, 
but to, when you do that ban, what it does is it, it bans me from being able to interact with clients and customers uh, on, my, on my advertisements as well as on those pages. It also bans me from being able to admin groups. And if you guys are familiar or admin any groups yourselves, you know that there's group standards. And so they'll penalize you or shut your group down for certain things. So if I'm unable to interact with my groups and I have some, some crazy new member or somebody that's not familiar with the rules in our group and they're just gonna destroy the integrity of the group and get us banned uh, and I'm not able to do anything about it. And so I, I put that in there, but uh, my most important point, I think that might've been the one that, that really kind of kicked the, kicked the rock down the road was um, I did have some running active ads going and I told them, I said, um, I, those ads were going previous to the, the seven day ban started. So I literally um, told them, I'm not gonna pay for anything that I can't interact with. Basically, you're offering me an advertising service, but I'm not able to utilize the service to, uh, and interact with these new clients and interact with people that are interacting with my business page. So I, was, I basically told them in a nutshell, I refuse to pay for a service that I can't use or interact with. And on top of that, um, I turned around and I went right to my payments and I deleted my payment out of there so they could not, not immediately pull payment. Now, the funny part about that is they did that the immediate, as soon as I sent that post to them, uh, they tried. And I, I guess I, I was one step ahead of them and I just caught it and I deleted the payment in good faith. Uh, I always pay my bills, but in good faith, um, I, I just took that payment off and I figured, hey man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try my best to do a one up on here. And then I went into my settings and there's a place where you can, a lot of people don't know, there's a place where like you can download all your lifetime history on Facebook, okay? You can download it so you have a copy of it. Basically all your pictures, anything you've ever posted like, you can get all of that stuff downloaded into a file. And I've done it before on, on past accounts and stuff just to save information or memories. Um, but I immediately did that. I clicked that and I said, you know what? I'm just going to close this account out and I'll just, you know, I'll just let them do their 30 day ban. I'll close this account out. I'll move forward. And, and if I need to for business, I'll just open a business account and be done with it. Uh, cause it, it gets old, uh, you know, we're, we're adults. Um, and, and I, you know, everybody talks about and hears about the Facebook censoring or social media censoring that goes on. Um, we're all freaking adults. And, and I, I get that when people get on there and they bully and they call names and, and it kind of ruins the community standard. I get he's trying to keep a standard on here. Um, but we're all adults. And, and for you to pull the trigger on somebody and shut down their social media and whatever it may be and, and keyboard warriors at their, in their mom's basement get butt hurt. Um, and then they click report and then there's some kind of fact check and you get you know a ban for that. Uh, we're adults, man. Uh, there is no need or reason. Now, if they want to do the, if they want to enact these type of behaviors for 18 and under people on Facebook, uh, go at it. But in my personal opinion, I don't see any reason why they're doing this to adults. And I think that, that they're, I, I put in that thing that I had submitted to them that they need to make some serious changes and, and community changes and policy changes. And I, I even put in there that they can, I gave them my number and told them to call me. Uh, they immediately, when I sent that over first, they closed it. They, what they do is they tell you that they don't have enough staff right now due to COVID and that um, somebody would look at it and then they close the case. Um, so I, I, you know, it gives you an option to reopen the case. And that's what I did. I went and I reopened the case and, and I put down there uh, and I put my phone number and I said, um, closing the case because you guys don't have enough help on a platform that, that supports millions of people is not acceptable. It's not a response to somebody who pays money for advertising and owns business pages on your on your platform. And they reopen the case. 
poof, uh, fast forwarding to this morning, I wake up and I'm thinking I'm still banned, which I, you know, assumed I was, I'm scrolling through my, my jail cell and I, I clicked a thing out of habit and poof, it worked. And then next thing I know, I shared, uh, there was some music video came up. It was, a uh, old thug life song or something, cradle of the grave or something. And I, and I, uh, I, I just for fun, I just hit it and I shared it and it worked. And I was like, ah, sweet. So I can post again. <clears throat> so needless to say, here I am. You guys are able to see me and interact with me again. Hopefully that stays that way. Uh, if they see this video, they'll probably like, you know, ban me again. But uh, it's just dumb. It's we're all adults. Uh, so I'm going to jump right into this. I didn't want to waste a lot of time on that, but I want to give you guys a heads up on what I did, uh, basically what happened at where I was. And then I also want to let you know, like what you can do. A lot of people don't know that you can get everybody's like, well, you can't contact Facebook. Yeah, you can. So I found out you can. I, it, it took me a little bit of playing around, but you can. You can get. You can get. You can dispute things that they do to you. Uh, apparently, if you if you do go in there, there's a support inbox that everybody has. Um, you can look in that support inbox. It'll tell you every violation you've had with them. Uh, I just went through and started deleting them because a lot of them are old. And then a lot of them. Um, it's funny if you go through there. Some of them like they agree with your opinion, and it's like they were wrong on so many attempts and ban banning you. Uh, and I had a bunch of them. So needless to say, I'm going to move forward. The first thing I want to jump on is I follow a lot of hip hop artists. I follow a lot of these uh, uh, just just people in general on all, all over social media, not just for um, the, the entertainment business, the, t the two party podcast and, and stuff. But I do it for uh, just my own entertainment. There's a lot of me. I love music. If you guys don't if you guys are on my personal page, you know that uh, if you're friends with me on my personal page. Uh, you know I love music, and I, I post music of all kinds. It could be hip-hop, rock, and roll, metal. One day, you, people are probably like, what in the world, this guy? He's all over the place. Some days it's country. Uh, it just depends on the mood I'm in or the song or an artist, and I, I love music so much. I could listen to music till the, you know literally forever. Uh, all day long, I could have a soundtrack playing uh, for my life. And uh, so if, if you're familiar, that's that's kind of what I do. So. Um, I try to keep up, but one of the artists that I keep up with, and everybody's probably familiar, is, is Ice Cube, and, and um, there's several reasons why I do. A, I used to listen to his music a lot. Uh, B, I, uh, I think he's a very strong black gentleman, very strong, uh, opinionated black gentleman, um, and, and he, doesn't, he doesn't hold back. He speaks his mind, and I've heard a lot of people say, well, you know, he's just reverse raced. I mean, he's just, he's just racist toward white people and stuff, and um, I'm just not going to go there with it. Uh, I, I really don't see it. I, I, I mean, you could say that, but I think what he's what he is is he's very bold and in your face about uh, how he feels about his people and, and things he's experienced in his life. And so, not to be, you know, just putting him out there is, is just one person that I see post a lot. So he did a post a little while back, uh, live video, which I, found, I I watched. There was two of them actually. He did two of them uh, in in support of the same thing. And it basically went to, um, he was talking about Biden and Harris. Harris was announced uh, as the VP. And he was basically just talking about what are these, why, why is the black people giving our vote to, to the Democrats? Why, why is this, why as a whole are we going to uh, support the Democratic institution that's done nothing for us? Why as a whole are we going to support the, the Republican uh, Institute that's done nothing for us? Or, or you know, uh, they're battling over who's done more for us, but we don't feel as a people that, that they've done enough. And so he went on this whole tangent about um, we, we have so many days until the election. Uh, our vote, uh, let them let them earn our vote is what his point was. And I found that to be not only a strong message uh, that, that a lot of people won't hear, 
uh, but I found it to be a strong message. But I also found it to be to, to be deeply ingrained in in his his true where his heart really lies in the black issue, in the cultural black issue, uh, uh, black Americans and what what they deserve and what they need. And and a lot of people, whether you I I, I don't disagree with Black Lives Matter. I, I don't disagree with Black Lives Matter as a as a I, as a point. I do disagree with Black Lives Matter uh, when it when it pertains to any kind of violence or forcing your opinion. Or uh, I've seen some videos recently. Uh, there was a guy I watched the video yesterday. Uh, they they kind of stepped up to him and told him he had to basically say he supported Black Lives Matter, throw his fist in the air, blah 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 blah. And this guy's just blocking. He's 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 holding the rifle. He's standing in front of his business, minding his own business. And they just come up and they rush him and they're like, "Look, you're gonna you're gonna support Black Lives Matter." Da, da. And he he stood his ground. He said no. Well, come to find out later that evening, his his building got fire firebombed. Um, I don't agree with that. Um, if somebody disagrees with your way of life or your ideology, uh, that doesn't mean you go out and hurt somebody or hurt or, or affect their business or lifestyle. So. Um, so needless to say, Ice Cube did this whole live video. It was really interesting to me. And he just broke down why, uh, after all these years, institutionalized, locking up, uh, abortions. I mean, he went through the whole breakdown of why the black people should not give their vote to any politicians unless they, they literally earn it. And, and, and at the end of it, it was what's in it for us. And then if you go to his, uh, I look at his Instagram page. So if you go to his Instagram page, uh, it literally says, He's got on there and, and on a couple of different uh, on his actual official website is the best place to look at it. He's got what's called the uh, the contract for black America. And what he's doing is and he's asking for people's help and opinions to write a contract that they can basically submit to a president or submit to legislation um, that, that they feel are things in their communities and, and feel, feel that things that their people need. And, um, you know, I've said it before and I'll say it again. If you're going to be if you if you want change or you want your, your movement to get some momentum, the best way to do it is to take action. In order to take action, you have to do it the right way. Going in the street, holding up a sign, screaming in people's faces and burning their businesses down is not going to get you the result you're wanting. Uh, what he's doing is the right way to do it. OK, he's rallying together. He's getting great minds together to write up a petition and a contract. And, and that's what he would like to present as, as, a, as a grown man, as a, in handling a civil conversation uh, and having the discussion. And he's going to you know, get this thing done. And this contract, uh, I was reading through it, it's is pretty interesting. And I, I don't have it up in front of me, so I'm not going to read through what it is on this on this uh, news update. But that leads me into what I'm fixing to get into, which is the platinum plan that Trump presented uh, or the administration presented. Um, so I find that contract on his page. Go to Ice Cube's uh, official website. Look it up. Look on on there. there there's so much information in, in what they're what they're asking, what they want, what they need. And, and you know, you can you can look at it objectively. You can look at it open mindedly. You can you can look at it and say some of this is good. Some of this is junk. He wants your opinion. He wants feedback. So you can be you don't have to be the black guy. You don't have you can you can literally just throw some feedback in there. Let him know what's up. Um, I encourage people to interact and engage in conversation civilly that way. Uh, I do not encourage people to go out like Louisville and and just destroy stuff and be stupid. Um, So we're going to get into that later. So the platinum plan for Trump. Uh, President Trump's pillars. It starts off with opportunity by achieving historic employment levels black Americans <clears throat> for black Americans, as well as increasing uh, access to capital for new business. Uh, President Trump is committed to ensuring black Americans can achieve the American dream. Um, you know, and I've heard I've even actually heard Ice Cube say it before. Um, 
what 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 we all think of as the American dream as a whole, like owning a business, having a home, ha- you know, get, having a, your family safe and sound, all the things that are the American dream aren't necessarily everybody's American dream. And that's something I think in 2020 we really need to take a look at um, because there's a lot of different diversity and cultures now, uh, a lot more than it ever used to be in the United States and a lot more uh, obvious divisiveness and media propaganda. But just remember when when you talk about you and I from our generations and I'm 44 so so when we talk about the American dream what I picture is you know having business ownership having a home having an opportunity having opportunities for employment and and good fair pay that I can take care of my family um, those are the those are the things I think of as the part of the American dream and um, when some people don't some people that's not their american dream some people whether they're married single whatever it may be their american dream may be way different than yours theirs could be completely 100 percent entrepreneurship and getting rich and some people's could be uh you know you have a lot of homeless people that don't want to find a home and there's people that are outreach to them and they, they absolutely turn it down and so if the american dream for that person is to be homeless and live the life free that they want then we got to respect that and so we have to learn to respect people for the dream that they have which may not be the American dream or the dream we have. Um, so it's about respect. And then the next one they step down to is security. So by, by signing into law, celebrated First Step Act, which has been done, uh, President Trump has brought common sense just, uh, criminal justice reform to American people for the first time in decades while ensuring that our streets and communities are safe for families and business owners. Prosperity, as the first president uh, to provide, he is, as the first president to provide long-term funding to historical black colleges uh, and universities, the administration continues to seek immediate and generational uh, advancement for black Americans. So a lot of you guys, you know, I hear, I hear the rebuttals about what has Trump done? What has Trump, what what has Trump done? And, and I'm going to encourage you, and I've said it before, and I'm going to keep saying it. Uh, Whitehouse.gov, go to the presidential actions. There's over 160, I think by now it's 167 or up pages. Okay, each page lists dozens of things this president has done. In that list of things, and I've read it, it's public record. Uh, the president of the United States and his administration is not going to put for the world to see on the White House website bullshit. Okay, they're going to put out information that is factual, that can be fact-checked, that is real. Okay, so you can take it and then start picking it apart. And whether you agree or disagree with what it is the action he took with his policy for his administration, which he's allowed to do, but at the end of the day, he did take action, okay? And that's one of the actions he took. He did uh, make sure to support uh, historical black colleges. He did set up the First Step Act. And then this next one, uh, fairness, as demonstrated through his actions to initiate investment into opportunity zones, uh, which is which is where he, he was kicking back to, for some of the urban and some, basically some of the city areas. And, and he was talking about redeveloping, doing away with like projects and stuff, because some of those um, they don't help the black community. Uh, sometimes they just end up making more crime. Um, so opportunity zones, as well as address health disparities, wage gaps uh, and necessary education reforms. President Trump works every day to advance a fair and just America for black people. Then you go down further on this flyer. It says President Trump's promise to Black America over four years. So you see where I'm tying this together with with my my uh, conversation about Ice Cube. So he's he's literally trying to work up a contract for Black America or what Black Americans want it, it, as a contract. They're asking the, the United States American government to 
work a contract with them, make a contract, kind of like they did with Native Americans. They have a pact and contract with Native Americans on, on you know, the casino funding and land and, and different stuff. And it's ever changing, okay? Um, we know, I know, I feel there's never going to be a reparation situation that we hear about. Um, and I, I've heard of states that have, have agreed to do that. But um, I don't, I don't agree with it. I, I don't think it's, it's not that I'm against it uh, as far as like helping people that were, who were part of that, but I don't feel that the taxpayer dollars these days need to pay for something that probably my, in my lifetime, uh, I never saw it, never did it, you know, so you can disagree with me. You can hate that version of what I'm saying, but at the end of the day, I think moving forward, uh, paying money, it's kind of like paying money to climate change and giving, uh, giving millions of dollars to mother nature doesn't really fix mother nature. Uh, we don't give millions of dollars to people and enable that way. It's kind of like giving a, a spoiled brat kid money every time he yelps or says something. It doesn't solve the issue. Um, the issue at, at hand is, is about discussion and making it a, and I, I guess for lack of a better term, like Ice Cubes would say, like kind of a contract, kind of a pact that we're saying we're, we're going to make sure we support these people. Um, so that being said, President Trump's promise to black America over the next four years. So if he gets reelected, this is what he's saying. He's going to increase the access to capital in black communities by almost $500 billion. That's a lot of money uh, to support our nation's uh, just one culture community. Okay. Three million uh, new jobs for black people, uh, creating 500,000 new black owned businesses, increase access to capital in black communities by almost $100 billion, safe urban neighborhoods with the highest policing standards, he is working on reform. Everybody that's still running around in the streets protesting about defund the police and uh, the police need to go and all this stuff, it's in the works, folks. It was in the works the, the day of the George Floyd thing. This was all, I can promise you supervisors and the president and other people were going, wow, that didn't work out very well. That's not cool at all. And this is all in the works. DOJ already started looking into it. I mean, there's changes coming. You guys got to calm down, be patient, let the trust the system's going to work. That's hard to say, and I've heard this too, is when people say trust the system, trust, you know, let justice do it. And I've heard them say, you know, well, look what it's done. I agree. It, it, it's, it's proven to be failure, you know, in, in a lot of areas. However, you know, if you believe in second chances, um, or you believe in, in it, or you know someone that's ever changed their life and you're like, holy crap, how did that guy do that? I never expected it. Think of it the same way. You know, you've got to give it time. Uh, we're not perfect and nor is the systems we create uh, as far as justice and, and, and our, obviously our government. So be patient, uh, take action the right way, utilize the system for what it is and operate in that system uh, legally the way it's supposed to be. Um, so then uh, commit to, Commit to working on Second Step Act. So we, we talked about the First Step Act he enacted already, um, which celebrated, uh, he celebrated the First Step Act, uh, which brought common sense criminal justice reform to American people. That's already passed. That's already in the works, like I just said. That's already, they're already trying to reform and, and figure out new policies and better ways for, for police to interact with communities in, in, in a more engaging way uh, where we can all get along and there's not people dying and getting killed and, and just being arrested. Uh, so he's working on the second step, which will be interesting to know what it's about, uh, what, what it's going to entail. Uh, access to better education and job training opportunities. Give, give black churches the ability to compete for federal resources for their community. Now, a lot of you, I, I grew up in or, or lived in many communities that were uh, outside of Tampa and Ybor City. My dad had a house there. I used to go stay with him all the time. I used to walk those streets, used to all the dark alleys, all the crazy areas. Um, I used to go through um, some of the some of the real bad parts of, of Tampa. I used to work down in Miami and Little Haiti, 
uh, when I worked for Fire Ranger Fire and Safety, used to work down there, and and our 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 actual um, the place where we worked, the building, the facility was actually in Little Haiti. So you had to cross into the tracks and get over in that area, and, and it was bad. It was a bad area. Um, you had to pretty much kind of be known for, and this was back in the 90s, you kind of had to be known that you were supposed to be there, and then people allowed you to be there. And then I could just, you know, I, I worked there for five years. People knew me, and I was able to kind of, you know, integrate, and people were cool with it. I mean, they knew who I was. I knew who they were. They'd come up to the shop. Some of them needed to walk something to drink or something. I'd give them something to drink. Um, had a few that would just come and they just knew me. Um, but you know, one of the things a lot of people don't understand is, is uh, and a lot of people are anti-church these days and anti-religion and anti-Christian and, um, and, and it's not just Christianity. It's, it's a lot of different churches and even mosques, believe it or not. Uh, they do good things for their people in the community or just for the community they're in. Some, not all, some. That being said, black churches, um, have always been held up, and if you're a Christian like me and you've ever gone to the black churches and stuff, they have a whole different energy and a whole different unity. Uh, no matter what happens during the streets, uh, uh, during Monday through Friday uh, and Saturday, uh, the, the churches are filled with people, love or hate, and their families get together, and, and they praise God, and they just do the, do the right thing. But a lot of these communities, uh, these churches, they, they have great outreach uh, because they are rooted in that community. Most of these people grew up in the community, the pastors, the the, the people that serve the church, uh, the members. So they are family. And and so if they have access to federal resources um, that can help uh, the church help the community, because sometimes the police aren't going to get through to that community. Sometimes uh, caseworkers aren't going to, you know, people aren't just going to let the outside in. People don't trust the government in these communities. So to start by utilizing the local church to uh, be able to access resources from the federal government and be able to help uh, that, that local community get better. I think that's a good start. I, I mean, that's just my opinion, but I really do think that's a great start. Uh, and then bring, bring better and tailored healthcare to address historic disparities, which, you know, there's healthcare issues in all of them. My wife's uh, dealing with, we're, we're trying to f figure out healthcare for my wife and get, get her coverage. Um, and I'll be honest with you, our healthcare system is a nightmare and a disaster. And we, we, the one thing I've said, and I've said this on, in many of the groups, that, as people know that know me, I've said this in, um, <clears throat> I've said this all over uh, on on social media. Sorry, I, I'm just going to respond. And so what 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 I've found is is I've said from day one, if Trump could get the healthcare situation under control or make a, a real plan with the pre-existing conditions because people like my wife who suffers from glaucoma she she has it's pre-existing condition and we have a hard time finding insurance for her she's had a lot of surgeries we've had to pay out of pocket for um and it's it's not fair to her um she's applied different ways with employment or without employment and some of her jobs will carry it some of them find a loophole not to cover her um, so needless to say we need health care in this nation that that supports people that um, I, and I hear the healthcare for all, and I, I disagree with the amount of cost that it's going to be for healthcare of all. What I what I believe is that uh, the, there, there's a way to do a happy medium of employment, healthcare, personal people, people being able to own businesses to pay for healthcare at a reasonable cost. And I believe that the people that that genuinely that have can pr proven health issues, like my wife uh, dealing with what she's dealing with, or other people that have health issues that that it's just a proven thing that they're going to live with and die with. Uh, it's one of those things that those people deserve it, and those people should be covered. 
um, you know, a lot of people just get coverage and they because they have, you know, five kids or whatever it may be. And you got people that really need it that cannot get it. They can't get approved, whether it's a, they're $100 over the minimum budget or something, and, and therefore they're kicked out of the system. Um, that is where where I, I'm praying that Trump, since day one, I've said it, the one he's kept up all his promises that he told on the campaign trail in uh, 2016, uh, get, working up to that. The one thing I'm waiting to see is the health care. And we do hear about his changes to prescription that are in effect and are working. We do hear about premiums and, uh, coming down. Uh, that was mentioned in one of the press conferences by uh, the press secretary. Uh, the, the premiums are coming down, and it is a noticeable. Costs are a little different in healthcare since Trump took over and did a few things and made some changes. And, and so he has started working on it, but I don't think it's been. I don't think he's had time with all the attacks from the left and uh, the, to really grab it by the boo boo and make the change and and actually enact an, an a plan. So I'm hoping that we see that. We, we see that he can come up with a better tailored health care plan, not just for the black community, for all communities um, in general. Because, um, you know, you don't have to be in the black community to know what it's like to suffer a health issue and not be able to have coverage and then struggle to pay your bills and still have to pay out of pocket payments and or, you know, you get your check garnished because you owe money for medical. And that's not fair to, uh, to anyone, you know. Um, so that being said, immigration policy that protects American jobs, I agree with that 100%. I feel like uh, we could get more people back to work in our nation. And then when, when we have a, a, we're at a point where, where families are sustained in our nation, we, we, we can always have applications and open the door for immigrants coming in or uh, other people. And I'm not saying uh, to not hire ethnic backgrounds because uh, we want a white guy hired. I, what I'm saying is, um, never discriminate. Uh, if, if, a per if two people come in, white, black, Mexican, doesn't matter what you are, you come in and you apply for a job, you equally should have that opportunity to get that job due to qualifications. Um, however, I feel like somebody that comes in on a work visa should not be, uh, and it's not to be discriminatory, uh, but if you come in on a work visa, you're not quite a citizen here. And I don't feel that you should be you should be able to take a job at a lower pay. And companies do this; they take advantage of it. It's a victimization thing and it's a predatory thing. And they'll hire the guy with the work visa for like eight dollars an hour when they technically would have hired someone for ten or twelve dollars an hour. So these other candidates get thrown to the, the, the wolves while this guy gets hired because he's cheaper pay. I I understand the concept behind it. I don't agree with it. I think it's it's a horrible thing. Uh, advanced home ownership opportunities and enhance financial literacy in the black community. Enhancing financial literacy in the black community is the one, is the part of that that caught me, and I agree with that. I believe that uh, we need to educate uh, more than ever. We need to educate all our communities. The black community uh, tends to have a higher dropout rate. There tends to be a lot of, of, of uh, statistics we can look at, uh, and I'm not just saying this to say this. Um, I, you can look up the statistics. Um, the education level in black communities isn't where it should be and could be and needs to be. And so one of the, the most important things, obviously, would be financial literacy. Uh, get, 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 the, get the help and resources to help them um, start to understand uh, the banking process, real estate, uh, things that can literally help them to get loans, grants, um, help them to to get themselves in a better position. I always like to see somebody succeed, and it's our job. People people that are succeeding or doing well, it is our job, and I hold myself accountable to that as well. It is our job to reach down to pull somebody else up that's not at our level. Um, if you're always living life 
with everybody below your level, that's not that's such a selfish way to live. And, and I don't know that that's a legacy I would ever want to leave behind. So the first part of that, though, advanced home ownership opportunities. I agree with that, too. But there's a, there's a double edged sword there. Uh, when we had the, the market crashes back in, in the 08 ish, uh, you know, we had the big economy collapse. A lot of this was because there was uh, predatory loans put out. And I believe, you know, we could go into different agencies and stuff. So I'm not going to get crazy in the name of them. But there was different agencies that went out and they were they were providing loans, uh, signing off on loans to black the black community, uh, signing off on housing loans, signing off on investment loans at, at certain interest rates, knowing full well that they would look at the, the criteria and know full well that they weren't capable of making it happen. OK, they were like one paycheck away from losing their job, but they were going to give them a full house loan or a refinance mortgage. And it, it was predatory. And, and so many people, and I remember it, I had people, I was living in Florida, uh, Clearwater community, um, Largo, and certain areas right around even Palm Harbor and stuff. Um, there was a lot of people that lost their homes and, and had them re repossessed. And there was a lot of people that had their, um, that, that just lost everything, businesses as well. And, and, and it wasn't just the economical collapse. It was, it was just, um, you know, the banks were just issuing, signing off loans to people for, for, you know, thinking it was helping to inflate. And what it did is it did. It inflated, it inflated, it inflated. And eventually that bubble burst. And then there was no money to pay back. And so I feel that one's a double-edged sword. So I guess if you're going to look into advanced homeownership opportunity, you also need to follow that second portion, which is enhance your financial literacy to understand what it takes and what, what position you should be in before you just jump into going to a bank and getting a loan for a home and, and your job, you may have been at your job for five, 10 years, whatever the requirement is. Um, but your job, you may not know that your job's not that secure. The business may not, may not be doing as good as you think. And you could lose your job at any moment, and that loan is on you. Um, so there's just different ways of, of looking at things. Um, onshoring manufacturing to advance jobs and development opportunities for black-owned businesses. I 100% agree with anything that has to do with manufacturing and, and trade um, as, far as, get, as far as jobs. I feel like we need more, more industrial. We need more manufacturing. Uh, in our nation, not outsourced to other countries. I understand it's cheaper labor because they don't follow labor laws that we have here in place. And that's why a lot of people moved. Uh, but I also feel that uh, what we also need to start bringing back is, is actual trade skills. Uh, and right out of high school, like they used to have when I was in school, uh, we had P-TECH, we had a bunch of different avenues you could go to learn uh, different trades, music, all kinds of different stuff, uh, marine mechanics, automotive there were so many opportunities when we were growing up that, that aren't there now and so you have a lot of these like uh, prime example one of my friends here that owns a body shop uh, he just mentioned we were last time we were talking and he was just like you know we're just you can't find a candidate that does body work anymore there's nobody that comes out of these body work schools um, and nobody wants to do it and so you have a dying trade you have all these cars that you know every day there's accidents and cars that need fixed and you got a trade that's just dying uh, because nobody is learning it um, so the, the next one, and I'm not going to read all this, this is super long, uh, but I am going to hit the highlights and the headlines. So Black Economic Empowerment, this is another portion of the, another page of it, uh, excuse me, Black Economic Empowerment and Access to Capital, Jobs, Jobs, Jobs. So, you know, the, the big big function here is, is bringing in jobs, um, and, and I'm just kind of skimming through, but at the end of the day, the more more opportunities you bring into a community that's that's maybe not doing so well, but you bring in jobs and you hire you hire the unhirable if that makes any sense, okay? And, and don't take that the wrong way. 
You hire people that normally are not going to go apply for a job. You hire people, try to hire people um, that, that don't have the job skills. Okay, so they've got to start somewhere. And we had a I had a very good uh, conversation with Coach Cam, and he brought up a very good point about how you you kind of you start off you you educate the fry cook. Okay, for, just for an analogy, you fry, educate the fry cook. The fry cook moves up to uh, the cash register. Uh, and then the cash register person and the new fry cook person is getting educated to step up. So that, that the fry cook is going to step back up to the cashier. The cashier now is going to train for management. Manager position is going to train how to how to run district. And so th- these are the things that are that while you can go get a job, they don't always offer the training to move you up. They put you in these positions and you're kind of stalemate. What we need in this in this um, in this world or in our nation is um, more resources that bring you to an entry level job. And that entry level job has the opportunity if you want to, you know, you're not forced to do schooling. You're not, you know, but but if you choose to, you can take advancement, career advancement, and that career advancement will move you to the next stage. And then you learn that and you do that for a while. Then you learn what the next phase above that is. And what this does is it incentivizes people to want to get jobs. It incentivizes people to see that there is opportunity to get better pay um, and it gives better opportunities. Uh, So jobs, 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 you know, that's not just a political you know, message. That's the facts. Uh, you don't have to be a politician to know that communities need jobs. And if there's not businesses providing them and, and shame, I'm going to say it, shame, shame, shame on you people burning down your communities and destroying your communities and shame on the people that are destroying communities they don't even live in being bust in to do that. Um, because you, what you're doing is you're crushing the economy in that community. You're crushing job opportunity for people that, that are already suffering in those communities. Um, so shame on you. Uh, better and cheaper health care, affordable care, uh, you can trust. So we, we kind of touched base on that. Safety and justice, safe in the streets. Um, if you want to look at this, I'm looking at this off of Ivanka Trump's uh, page, but it's, it's a, you can find it on whitehouse.gov. Uh, fueling access to capital for black-owned businesses. Again, that goes back to, you know, if, if you have a business and you're, you're kind of suffering and struggling and you just need a little loan and you try to go to the SBA and get a loan uh, back in the day previous to corona, it was impossible to get a loan. Yeah, there's so much paperwork, so many, so much crap you had to deal with. They need to lift a little bit of that, make it a little easier to get these loans. Uh, but again, double-edged sword. Don't go get loans because you think it's great for your business if your business is not showing projections and reports that are, uh, improving. Uh, if you're if you're just kind of stagnant because you're stagnant, and, and maybe it's just your market that you're in or your community, depending on the business you're in, uh, that's not a reason to go get a loan. Okay, that that could potentially put you in a bad situation financially. Um, I encourage you to really know your have your CPA or whoever's doing your accounting really know how those numbers are being projected before you decide it's a good not a good day to go get a loan because um, they have de- definitely different stipulations for business loan. Um, more education opportunities, uh, 100% agree with this. Education for African-Americans, uh, they can choose. Uh, federal, state, local, uh, I am going to read a little bit of that. Federal, state, and local community partnership uh, to close failing schools, to replace uh, with full school choice with education opportunities to put American uh, parents back in con- uh, control over their kids' lives. Uh, I agree with that. And, and you know, the, the biggest thing about education, I, I, I know... From personal experience in my family, uh, you know, uh, you can't let a kid drop out. When, when a child is, is talking about or threatening or whatever it may be, um, you cannot allow them just to drop out, okay? Um, just, 
it, it's just not cool, man. You you don't that per that the child at that age, whatever age they decide to drop out, they're not fully educated enough. They're not they're not even fully grown enough to know the repercussions of how it's going to affect them later in life. And even though we say that we have that conversation, we yell at our kids and, you know, you don't know what this is going to do later in life. They they don't understand that conversation at that point. And, and things that matter then don't matter later. And they won't know that. And we know that if we when we get older and we kind of reflect on what we did as kids, um, you cannot um, just have that conversation and then say, well, it's on you then drop out. No, you got to stand up as a parent, be a parent. Be a firm parent, be a leader, be an authority. If you have to be an authoritarian parent, be an authoritarian parent. I'm encouraging that. Uh, and I'm sorry if you disagree, but you you don't give up on your kid and you don't give up and just say, ah, he's just so hard headed, blah, blah, blah. He, I'm just going to let him drop out of school. He'll learn. He's not going to learn. He's, he's going to do the opposite of learn. He's going to fail. And he's going to have a really hard life because you didn't force him to even try to graduate. I mean, hey, dude, if he if you push him, you push him, you push him, he makes it to the last year, senior year, and, and he can't make it through that year without getting good grades to graduate and they want to hold him back or make him do night school. That's a lesson he can learn or she can learn. Uh, that's it. I mean, don't don't let your kids drop out of school, period. OK, uh, lesson learned. So anyhow, I'm going to get out of that one. So so that's on that topic. I really think that it's interesting. I think it's something we need to continue to look into and maybe look into more of what that policy is that we're, we're trying to get here with Trump, that he's trying to put that platinum thing through. Um, and that's it. Uh, sorry, I'm just reading something real quick. Okay. Um, I kind of want this open to the public here. There we go. Um, there we go. I'm just going to leave it open like that. Um, anyhow, so let's get into the news here. Uh, we're already wasted a lot of time here. Okay, so notable dissents from uh, Judge Amy uh, Coney Barrett. So this is, the, this is who we think is going to be the pick. Uh, everybody is up in arms, going to tear this poor lady apart when it's announced, which is this afternoon if it hasn't already happened. So if confirmed, um, Second Amendment, um, uh, history is consistent with the common sense, it, it distributes. So we, we know that she, um, the, the legislatures have the power to prohibit dangerous people from possessing guns. So she, she's a supporter of um, dangerous people shouldn't have guns, uh, but we're, we're allowed to have guns. Uh, that makes sense but that power extends only to people who are dangerous. So in other words, uh, uh, founding legislature did not strip felons uh, the right to bear arms simply because of their statute status as a felon. So it's, it should, and that's one I, I touched on before. I feel like, uh, you know, if you're a felon, it's a nonviolent felony. You're not a career criminal. You don't have a history that, that is absolutely just years and years and decades and pages worth. And you, um, you've done your time and time has passed and you've proven that you're doing good in society. You've got to work. You're, you're kind of doing the right thing. Uh, I don't, I don't think there's any reason to hold that felony over your head anymore. I think there should come a point where you should get some kind of clemency uh, or pardon or, or be able to get apply to get your gun rights back for, for whether you want to hunt with your kid or whatever it may be um, just target practice, whatever. But I do agree that, that there's dangerous people and mentally, mentally incapacitated people uh, or just mentally, unstable people, uh, I should say, that do not need to have guns, do not need to have access to guns. There's people that can't deal with their or handle or cope in their emotional state that and they should never be have access to a firearm um, when they, you know, some people have bad tempers, we know, uh, that's that's it. Uh, public charge, 
I don't know. A lot of this is kind of silly stuff. That this is an article from CNN anyhow, okay? So I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, this is obviously just another try to throw some mud at the wall on this poor lady. Um, they're talking about her public charge dissent, uh, abortion dissent, Affordable Care Act dissent. Um, she said Chief Justice Roberts pushed the Affordable Care Act beyond its plausible meaning to have, have to save the statute. He construed the penalty imposed on those without uh, health insurance as a tax, which permitted him to sustain a statute as a valid exercise of the taxing power. Um, so I would agree with that. So, you know, I don't know. You need to look into those more. Um, I, I encourage. Here's the thing. People are going to argue about whether this lady should be Supreme Court. You and I, we don't get to choose that. The Senate does. Okay. So, but I do encourage you to really look and see what this lady's about because this is who might potentially be your next Supreme Court um, judge. Uh, so this article, what do we got here? Um, I got some stupid out in my way. Uh, LA County. Okay. So hundreds of people. There we go. Hold on, folks. Bear with me here. Technical difficulties. When you open like a hundred tabs, it tends to do this. So uh, basically, in a nutshell, hundreds of people. I don't know why. Hundreds of people occupied the Brooklyn Bridge as, as crowds of Black Lives Matter uh, demonstrators take to the streets across the nation for the third night of Breonna uh, Taylor protests. Uh, protests continue Friday in New York and other cities uh, in the country, Boston, San Diego, L.A., uh, Oakland, and Louisville. Uh, over a grand grand jury's decision, we already know that. Um, so that just it's the ongoing stuff with the Breonna Taylor thing. Um, Charles Barkley has has made a statement. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal on the same, they were talking kind of in the same forum, uh, and they they made comments about it, kind of denouncing like the violence and stuff, and that it's not solving anything. Uh, I watched yesterday live Willie D. Uh, if you're familiar with him, he he came out and kind of called both of them out and saying, you know, that the, the we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be questioning. What what we should be asking is why they were there, uh, the police versus uh, you know why why the boyfriend why this why that he was he was basically got kind of putting a little spin on it. And while I love that he's he's he spoke up about it, and while I love that he has his opinion about it, uh, I was following into the comments, and as I went down further into the comments, um, it became very real to me that he's very uninformed about the circumstances. And in a sense, he's kind of being biased about the fact that um, he is anti-cop. Uh, he admits on the on the live or on the uh, I guess on the live, he admits that he he uh, that if you if you go to become a police officer, you become indoctrinated. So um, that 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 came up. And, and when I start hearing stuff like that, um, I'm sorry. We need law enforcement more than ever, uh, and I support them. And, and you can't. You can't say because somebody goes to the police academy to serve their community, uh, to protect and serve and, and learn learn what law enforcement's about. They don't indoctrinate you to to just start believing that the black people are bad and and this that, that's not what goes on at police academy. Um, they they look at all kinds of, of different things and that goes for police academy, FBI training, the whole nine. Um, so don't don't get caught up in stuff like that. Um, so anyhow, that this is all still going on. It is out of hand. Um, I don't even know what the heck this one is that pulled up. Sorry about that, folks. I'm just kind of chatting to myself. Um, so, needless to say, I didn't agree with Willie D's comments. I, uh, you know, you have to you have to look at all the facts here, and the facts on the Breonna Taylor case are uh, there was 
and there is uh, some issues in at hand. Okay, there is uh, the, the the boyfriend did shoot. Okay, the there was uh, multiple uh, reports on 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 this guy. They were they were monitoring and, and surveilling her going to trap houses, dropping off stuff, whether it's money or drugs. You know. There, there's there's so much stuff and, and we can sit there and go um you know the police planted this or they, they just lie and willie d made comments to that about that you know the police lying and stuff and it has happened in the past there has been dirty cops there, there's there's scumbag cops okay that there were and probably still are scumbag cops in the in the in certain police forces um and there's people that that go on to the job with their own personal lives or, or personal opinions and perspectives of, against people and whether they're prejudiced or whatever it may be, they, they bring that to the job with them. It is not acceptable uh, and nobody should accept that. Um, but I don't think it's fair uh, to say that, that all of the information we have on Breonna Taylor's case, a dead body in a trunk of her car um, and all these other situations that, that are part of that and the evidence and facts behind supporting the whole the whole big picture of the Breonna Taylor situation. Now, does that say that she should have died? Absolutely not. She should not have got killed and shot in that raid, okay? However, she just happened to be in a, in a position or, or located in that, in that house when they came there. And, and then Willie D made a point of why were they there? You know, it wasn't his house. Um, because all of his mail, uh, the evidence showed that all his mail was going there. He was using that as his mailing address, so they assumed that was his last uh, known residence. So that's why they went there. And, and no matter whether you say why did they go there, it wasn't his at his address. Um, guess what? Guess who they found there? Him. He was there. So you know you can't just do a blanket statement and then ignore the facts and the facts are they were looking for a guy a felon or, or someone with a warrant they're looking for a guy uh and they, he was found there uh whether the shootout and the raid was botched whether whether other things happened uh this case is it, it will always be ugly and i pray for her family and i pray for support for uh the officers as well as the family um and i hope that we get to the end of it um but at the end of the day uh tampa bay lightning won game four I uh, kind of watched it with my wife. She's, she's a big hockey fan. We had it on last night. I was, I was kind of doing my thing and, and peeking up here and there. Went into overtime, game four, uh, beautiful. Uh, I'm for Tampa. My wife's, she, it's not her team, but she's going for Dallas. So we were kind of like back and forth. I kept saying, hey, go Tampa. And she was kind of rooting for her team and kind of glaring at me. So 5-4 overtime victory to the star uh, for Tampa over the stars. Just wanted to throw that in there. I don't do a lot of sports, but hockey's one I love. Um, Kamala Harris is branded ignorant for praising Black Lives Matter protests, calling them essential just three days after two cops were shot during Louisville. Guys, <clears throat> I, I, again, back to the Breonna Taylor thing, I, encur I encourage people to, to use their voice, to protest, do what they want, pardon me. But if, if your protest or your movement or your ideology uh, creates violence, hurts other people, damages property uh, that does not belong to you, your, your ideology and movement is worthless. Um, what they have done now, the Black Lives Matter thing after George Floyd, same thing, that, that started off all great and dandy and everybody in the nation was behind the fact that this was a, a horrible act and shouldn't have happened to that man. And then all of a sudden it had to turn into looting and riot and violence. And as soon as it did that, no matter who the players involved were, 
it immediately made it worthless to, to even pursue the movement at that point. And now we've had several, even since then, we've had several different ones that the media has put out there of these of, of gentlemen that have been killed or, or whatever. Uh, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I can't, uh, I can't condone saying that this is essential. This is not essential. And that is not the words of a leader uh, to, to, to say or, or to continue to allow people to put other people in danger. Uh, it is not allowed. What you're actually doing in the background is you're riling up the ones that are the extremists in the group. So you may have a crowd of Black Lives Matter supporters and family members and, and, and community, um, and, and it's all good that that's what they believe in passionately. And I support people believing in what they believe in passionately. But when you're telling them it, that the shooting of two officers uh, and you're tying that in after two officers are shot and it being essential that they're doing what they're doing, that's the wrong message from a leader. And that's not a leader. Uh, that's somebody who's instigating. Uh, that's somebody who's who's trying to push the envelope. And, and they may not be doing it to somebody like you and I who has a clear head and can think uh, cognitively. But some of these people that are extreme and these, these Antifa people and these younger kids that are out there doing the violence, all they heard is that the person they, they think is going to be voted in or wants to vote in or maybe it's somebody they vote for, or maybe not, maybe not at all. But... <clears throat> All they heard out of that deal is that their damage and violence is essential. That's what they got. That's the message they pulled out of that. And so I can't condone that. I think that's a horrific message for somebody running for vice president to say. Um, so I denounce that for sure. That, that is a horrible statement. Uh, and that's not coming from a, a leader. That's that's horrible, horrible rhetoric. Breonna Taylor protests in, in Louisville. Last night I watched this. 24 arrested, man accused of aiming laser at police aircraft. So the night before I mentioned this, um, I did a live on Instagram and I mentioned that uh, I was watching it. There was guys with lasers. Uh, there was a guy standing behind the police line. He was filming everything. There was a guy with a laser uh, shooting it at like the police and, at, and, and he was up on a church steps, okay? And he, they were letting him do it. He was just doing it, okay? Um, so apparently... Last last night they, they I was watching and they did they arrested 24 people um, and they had them lined up on the curb and there was a guy walking around with a white race board like a, a dry erase board and he would ask them their name he'd write their name down he'd hold the board up to their face and take their picture and then and then that was they book them in that way so you know if this is your thing man if, if you're really you have no job you don't have family to be home for um, you ain't got a business to run. Uh, maybe your city's locked down, you're bored. If this is your thing, um, make it peaceful. That, that's all I got for that. Um, enough's enough. Uh, none of this, none of this around the nation, and none of this is going to help. We'll, uh, we'll go back and revert to what I originally said. If you want to take action, do it the right way. Step up in your local community. Uh, run for city council. Uh, go sign up for the police, local police academy. You be the cop. You go ahead and be the officer. Uh, that's that's going to set the example in your community to show other officers that this is how it needs to be done. Go do it. Take action. That's shooting at police officers uh, and rioting, protesting, holding up signs, yelling in their face, screaming, spitting, throwing bottles, burning stuff, and looting. That's not going to get the change you're desiring. That's going to get you a criminal record. So there's that. Uh, thousands expected to turn out in Portland rally for Proud Boys rally. I don't know anything about this, okay? Uh, thousands of right-wing protesters from the Proud Boys group. So, so here, okay, so just on that, I can tell you where this is going. 
So we've had all these protests going on, Black Lives Matter, Antifa. They've really, it's really started to go like this because people in America are sick of it and business owners are sick of it. And so just reading that little bit I just kind of touched on, I can tell you right where that article is going. And this is from The Hill. That article, and you're going to see more articles like this, is going to start pushing the narrative that now we have right-wing groups out there doing violence, okay? You can't just leave it at, we, we can't just have it one side, so now they're going to spin it. Mark my words, they're going to spin this into now the Trump supporters are the ones doing the most violence. Uh, they're going to be the Trump supporters are the ones out there doing all the violence. Uh, the whole time that, that it's been the Trump supporters getting inside of these these bands of, of Black Lives Matter and stuff, you're going to hear this, okay? You're going to you're going to start hearing this narrative. I kind of saw this coming months ago, um, and because there was a couple little instances where it was kind of mentioned in media, but that's what where this is going to go. So anyhow. Uh, the Proud Boys are a group of, expected to attend demonstrations in Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon, we know for months now has been stupid. Um, Saturday, in support of President Trump uh, and his law and order re-election re campaigns, the Proud Boys, which have been designated as a hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center, whoever that is, they just apparently they're the they're the gospel. So when the Southern Poverty Law Center tells you you're bad, you're bad. Okay, uh, describes the demonstration as a free speech uh, event to support the president and police while advocating to return to order and condemnation of anti-fascist de uh, domestic terrorism and violent gangs of uh, rioting felons. Um, so in that point, then uh, Oregon's whatever, Kate Governor, ahead of the rally, adding Friday that she is sending state troopers to uh, Portland uh, to help Portland police. So this lady won't let, you know, federal agents come in and stop the nonsense in Portland. She won't let the, wouldn't let the local police come in. Then she started dictating what the state police could do as long as the federal people left. And then here we are, it's, it's Trump, some Trump supporters come in. Now it's time to rally the troops. You see, you get, if you can, if you're following my sarcasm there, that's the narrative you're getting off of this article. And that's the narrative the media is going to push. And I guarantee you, uh, it says it's Saturday, that's today. So you're going to hear more about this one tonight, today, tomorrow. Uh, th this will this will be a real good spin to, to kind of deter, like, the Black Lives Matter, anti Antifa people are bad. This is going to be, oh, it's the Trump supporters. Uh, mark my words. <clears throat> Temporary contractor threw Trump ballots into trash. Pennsylvania officials reveal mail sorter was fired after incident. The president said it is proof of mail-in voting fraud. Um, so this guy, you know, how do I say this? The post office is supposed to do the post office's job. The uh, election board and officials are supposed to do their job. And that is it in a nutshell. If you're not a election board employee and you're not a postal worker and you're not of the federal government that uh, dealing with election and stuff, you should have zero um, contact and or transfer abilities uh, or possession of ballots that are not of your own, uh, not your ballot. And so that's where we're running into more problems. And that's what I see with this situation, just so you know. Okay. Moving right along. Uh, Florida Governor DeSanto fires back at ignorant critics after lifting restaurant capacity limits. So um, he just he's taken everything back to full capacity for all my my, my friends down in Florida. Um, he's taken everything back to full capacity. I've got tons of friends down there that uh, either own bars, own restaurants, uh, not not and businesses in general. 
Um, the mask mandates have been ridiculous everywhere. Uh, we saw the lady the other day just get arrested for and tased uh, for not wearing a mask. And in the background, you see uh, the kids on the field with no masks cheerleading. You see people in the crowd with theirs pulled down. And you see at the very end of the video, she's in the background getting walked off. One kid yanks his up. Um, so, and then somebody had posted about the, the ordinance there, which basically just says it's supposed to be a fine. Um, but needless to say, I, you know, at, at the beginning, I was really questionable about Governor uh, Ron DeSantos in Florida, because that's what I consider hometown is Florida. Uh, that's, that's where I, that's home to me. And so when I see things, I keep up with things in Florida because I love Florida and I miss Florida and it's, it's just home to me. So I, when I, when Governor DeSantos first went in, I was really questionable. Um, I, I didn't like Rick Scott, uh, didn't care for him much at all. Um, but uh, when this guy came in, the, the, the choice was him or Gillum. Now Gillum uh, just recently, a couple months ago was, or so was, was in a big scandal where he was caught vomiting drugs and, and had a, a male prostitute and all kinds of stuff. So that would have been, if, if he, if the Santos would have lost, that would have been the governor is the guy that's, you know, got male escorts and, and doing meth and overdosing um, and, and would have had power over your government, over your state. And so Ron DeSantos got in, and I was thankful for that situation over the, the over Gillum. But um, at first I wasn't, I was just kind of like, is he just some kind of rich guy that just, you know, is he, is, how did, how does this play out? How does this benefit Florida? I really just was kind of questioning his, his logic and, and some of his campaign rhetoric. Um, since he's been in office, uh, I see him day in and day out stand up for things and do the right thing. I've seen a f one or two things I, I totally would have disagreed with uh, on his decisions. But uh, for the most part, everything I'm seeing, his, his handling of this pandemic in Florida has been a real hot spot. Um, so far, I think he's doing a really good job. And, and some of you can agree or disagree. Um, I know a lot of you will probably disagree because you're like, you're stuck living there and <laughs> my friend's down there. And you're like, I can't go to the bar and get a drink or I can't go here or I can't go there. Uh, so that's a good reason to just to kind of disagree. However, I think he did the right thing. And I think that by him right now at this time, lifting all everything we're learning every day daily from CDC and the, the uh, percentages and the, uh, the, the death rate being as low as it is, um, I really do feel as long as we have protections in place for the elderly and people that are sick, um, I think that it's a good time to go ahead and start opening all states. Um, and so I think he's doing a good thing there. Uh, so that was my note on that. Uh, this one, Democrats debate whether to, this this was coming, okay? So the, the, the Democrats for four years have done nothing but attack Trump. Uh, they, they've absolutely just made this, this presidency, his, his presidency miserable, and that was their plan. And it, and it kind of worked, but it, it, unfortunately, every time it's backfired because you can't shake this guy. Um, you, he, he's resilient. And... So the impeachment, the Ukraine, the, the every smear, he's the most invested. I say this over and over to people. Anytime, anytime someone on the left wants to come and debate me about it, he is probably, and I guarantee you, the most investigated president we've ever had in our entire life. And I'm talking right down. We, we know they've investigated each one of his kids, his organization, Trump Tower, uh, all of his previous business uh, transactions, uh, buildings, uh, uh, projects. Uh, they're now trying to look into his taxes. Uh, I could care less what this man's taxes are. Um, and a lot of people feel the same way. I don't think, I don't, you know, it's just basically what was the old saying? Um, if you dig deep enough on someone, you'll find a reason to arrest them type of thing. Uh, somebody will know the statement I'm looking for. Uh, so that's it, everything they've done. It's just been a failure. And so this headline is, is not prime. And I said a few months ago that this is probably going to happen. Uh, it's when this started coming up about this. 
uh, Democrats debate whether to engage or withdraw in Supreme uh, Court fight. Right now, we're so close to the election. Every little thing, every little thing that matters for political gain matters. And right now, for them to have a full shutdown of government, uh, obstruct the president and the Senate from doing their job and appointing someone, every bit of that is only going to further push American voters and Americans away from the left. They are not going, nobody wants to, and I don't care what side of the aisle on, unless you're super extreme and you just really are vindictively hate Trump, uh, the, the, the reality of what's going on, if they do decide to try to impeach Trump over doing his job, which there is nothing to impeach, uh, it's thrown out. Uh, because you can't impeach somebody for doing their job. He said that before, and he's saying he's going to end up saying it now, and that's going to be the winning statement. Um, but but now they're literally saying, well, maybe this, maybe fighting about this Supreme Court uh, appointee is not worth it. It's not worth it. If the, he's doing the right thing, it's his job. The Senate's doing the right thing, it's their job. Um, stop making it political. If it was a, an, an opposite situation, the Democrats would appoint somebody in a heartbeat. Uh, unfortunately, it's it's just not fair to them. You know, roll the dice. Uh, it didn't fall in their favor. Uh, that's all it is. That's all this is about. There is nothing they can do legally and, and obligation-wise other than to just make a, a scene. And if they do that, we're so close to the election, they're going to have American voters walking away. Left and right, more than what I already have, are going to walk away. They're going to leave. Um, nobody wants a party. This party's been so extreme and, and, and idiotic in in this past four years, I've never really even seen under Obama. There's a lot of people that didn't like Obama, but you never seen anything like this. You've never seen anything like the treatment of this president and his administration and the people around him and his appointees like Kavanaugh, what they've had to go through. It's not American. It's not civil. It's not respectful. And I don't care behind closed doors. We know all these senators and congressmen, they get along and they talk and they know each other and they've been to dinner together and they've been to fancy stuff together. Um, don't be fooled by the, poli- the, the political uh, media propaganda bullshit, okay? These people are playing you like a fool for votes. Um, so make your vote count. Uh, COVID, anti-restriction protests being shut down over lack of social distancing. So now, around, I've talked about this before, around the world globally, we have uh, protests going on about lockdown. Uh, a lot of countries are full lockdown. Lot, uh, Australia's had many arrests lately. All kinds of crazy stuff going on. Uh, so now, uh, in some of these areas, the police are actually stepping in and saying, enough's enough. We're not even going to let you protest. Um, so the rules in England limit indoor and outdoor gatherings to six people with exceptions. So the protests are exempt from the rule, the rule of six restrictions, but demonstrators must social distance. So because they're not all social distancing, they're all kind of gathering, the police are now moving in saying they're breaking that. And um, so they're breaking it up. They're, they're, uh, they are breaking up protesting in other countries. Um, so the reason I wanted to kind of highlight on that is because what I want to give you the question then, what about us? Okay, so we have, they're protesting anti-lockdown. We have people protesting here over Black Lives Matter Antifa uh, and, and rioting and being stupid. And so their police are getting involved over anti-lockdown, actual just free speech protesting. Should we get involved as a nation, uh, should, should our law enforcement and, and our, our maybe National Guard, should we get involved in sh- breaking up and shutting down all these protests in our nation that are violent? Uh, let me know. Hit me up. Two, two-party podcast at Gmail.
Um, if you got that question, answer it. Um, China is building more secret detention centers in Xijing, uh, think, in Xijing uh, think Tank says. So they've got these little secret detention centers where apparently they take people, um, let's see, detention centers in Xijing, where Muslim minorities are allegedly being subjected to acts of repression, appears to be expanding, and a greater number of the facilities are resembling prisons. Um, so the Australian, da, 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 da. So it's basically like these, they're making these little gitmos, for, for lack of a better term. Uh, police investigate threats against head of Tulsa Health Department. Okay, so this guy, uh, there's been a lot of uh, stuff thrown around with this guy. Dr. Bruce Dart, uh, he's worked for in public health for 40 years. He is not a doctor, okay, medical doctor. He has some background in medical, but he's not a doctor. So a lot of people in Tulsa have said this guy, his, his word on things, he was one of the first ones to stand up on the Trump rally and say not bringing it to Tulsa. Um, it's going to spread, blah, blah, blah. He had his own uh, logic on it. A lot of people are like, screw him. Don't care what he has to say. He's not even a doctor. Um, but he does run the Tulsa Health Department. So I, I personally kind of agree with a little bit of that, that, you know, I'd, I'd like to have somebody more competent or somebody with more of a medical uh, or vir virological uh, background uh, to kind of be in that place. <clears throat> but we have him. And so I guess there's been some threats, uh, people that are just getting a little over the top. People stop getting over the top. He's getting, some people are getting over the top and actually making threats to him because uh, in Tulsa, we do have a mask mandate. So, so you're supposed to wear your mask when you're in Tulsa County. Um, and I believe Oklahoma City. Um, and a lot of people, you know, we, that's where we live and we do, if we're going in and out of a business, um, I see people walking down the side of the road wearing them, trying to follow the law or the ordinance. But <clears throat> that being said, people are trying to, to, to kind of threaten this guy. Uh, folks, if that's what you're doing, it's not cool. You know, again, violence and threats does not help your movement. Uh, Tulsa, Tulsa's chief of community development and policy let go by the mayor. So, I'm going to do that. Okay, now it'll let me read the article. Uh, Michelle Brooks, spokeswoman for the mayor's office, confirmed Friday uh, afternoon the doctor was no longer employed by the mayor's office, but she uh, did, she provided no details. I can confirm he no longer works for the mayor's office. This is a personal matter, and I don't have anything else to provide. So uh, I, I hate non-transparent government, okay? And that right there, I hate. Uh, I would like transparency in my government. I believe we the people deserve to know why this guy was fired uh, or let go. Uh, whether it's a personnel issue or not, um, I, I think that maybe this guy, whoever he is, needs to step up and maybe do a press conference and let us know. Um, because I feel like uh, our government works for us and uh, I don't always agree a lot at all with this mayor Bynum and he just got reelected. And I truly feel that uh, he's not transparent. Um, and while he is a Republican, he, all of his policy tends to lean Democratic. And I have no problem with, with <clears throat> policy and party politic lines. Uh, I have a problem when your policy uh, affects, when you favor a certain uh, factor over another factor. Um, but I also have a hard, 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 hard issue with non-transparency. And to me, that statement's not good enough uh, coming from the mayor's office. So that would be like the governor of the state telling us to F off because we want to know something. Uh, that doesn't fly with me. Uh, I think that needs to be, uh, maybe the guy needs to step up and let us know why it happened. Uh, unless it was, and he probably won't if it's something that he messed up on. 
but I feel like that we need to know. And maybe it was something that happened and it was bad and they're just keeping it in the background, trying to be nice to the guy, let him move on in his career. But to me, I want transparency in my government. Mm. Who's the one that wouldn't pop up earlier, guys? Black North Carolina voters, mail-in uh, ballots are rejected at twice the rate as white voters. So this again is a Hill article. Um, and this again, further, further inflates racial issues. This further inflates racism continuing by breathing life into it. The headline itself is dumb. Um, and I want to know, this is a University of Florida UF elections expert reported this. Okay, so this is a study that was done. Why? <clears throat> Sorry, but I, I just, why? Why are we doing studies <clears throat> uh, that are divi dividing, defining uh, cultures and colors? Uh, why are we segregating in our studies? Um, unless this is some kind of a medical study that, that's going by bio biology of, of culture and race, I don't understand why we're wasting time and money or if this was just a voluntary study. Uh, I, anytime I see color labels put on anything, I, I can't follow, I can't get behind it, I can't support it. Um, and those that know me and love me, uh, I'm not racist. I, I, I don't have a racist bone in my body. I, I really love people. Um, but I really do feel there's, we're at a point in 2020, man, there's no, there's no reason. <clears throat> you can be proud in who you are. This is a, this is a hard discussion to have with anybody these days. Um, you, can, you can be proud to be black. You can be proud to be yellow, uh, whatever, brown pride, all of it. But you can't be proud to be white. <clears throat> and th that's a very hard discussion to have because nobody wants to have it. But um, every, every culture and every race um, is deserves to be proud of who they are in their culture. <clears throat> and that, that's not to say, um, when we talk about that, that's not to say that, that being proud to be white means that you're proud of your heritage, of the, of the bad things that white people have done. Just like when you're proud to be black doesn't mean you have to be proud of the bad things that, that black culture may have done. Um, we've got to start getting away from this racial talk, uh, uh, the, the racial barrier, basically the talking points that have made it divisive over the years and the talking points that have kept it alive over the years. We need to start getting away from that. And in order to get away from it, we've got to stop articles like The Hill and, and studies that are segregating. When, when you're saying black, black North Carolinans versus white black uh, or white North Carolinans and we're rejecting ballots, who even came up with this? Um, you know, like this, this guy, <clears throat> where is this guy? I want this guy's name. Where's this guy's name? Uh, Michael McDonald. Okay. So Michael McDonald decided, uh, to collect data from us elections project and managed by Michael, uh, Michael McDonald, UF professor who specializes in American elections. Uh, the race, I've never heard of this guy, by the way, but all of a sudden he's the expert. <clears throat> uh, the race of voters is disclosed in the data because voters can list their race. So he's going by that just solved it all. So he's literally going, all his data is based on whether you signed your ballot or did some demographic paperwork that said you were, you, you're white, non-Hispanic, blah, 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 blah. <sighs> Guys, 2020, man, drop the racism, okay? Uh, love your brother, love your neighbor, love everybody. Uh, I'm going to get off of here. If you want to get with me, you want to be a guest on the show, you want to discuss something, 
The number two partypodcast.com is our website. Go to the contact page. If you want to email me about something you want to discuss that's from an episode or a live or anything, uh, two partypodcast at gmail.com, the word two partypodcast.com, uh, or at gmail.com. And hit me up on that. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, now back on Facebook, finally after this ban. If there's anything you want to talk to me about, anything you want to touch base on, anything you have questions about, if you if you absolutely hate my perspective on something and you want to rebut it or you just want to call me out on it, uh, let's have that discussion. That's what this show's about. We're here to talk. Uh, this is going to be a long and end of my news broadcast uh, or my news update. I love you guys out there. Have a good day. All my friends in Florida, go out on your boats. Have fun. Uh, I'm jealous. Uh, everybody here in Oklahoma, we got great weather. Uh, here in Tulsa, it's beautiful out. Uh, get outside, take your masks off, breathe some fresh air. Um, if your restaurants and bars are open, go use them. Uh, support local businesses, especially the small guy. I think Walmart and Amazon and everybody else made enough money during this shutdown. Uh, it's time to support local businesses. Uh, and I, uh, Two Party Podcast, I encourage you. I, I support local businesses and I encourage you to reach out to me if you want to promote your business. I'm here in Tulsa. I can I can promote. We can we can do an episode. We can promote your business. You can be a sponsor. Uh, we can we can mention you on the show. We can have you on the show. We can then promote that via uh, marketing and advertising. <clears throat> so if you want to promote your business, uh, we are here to do that. I love supporting local businesses and small business uh, as well as any business. So. Give me a shout out. Uh, again, I'll probably be on here tomorrow. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, love you guys. Have a great day. Two Party Podcast, we use Anchor because it's such an easy platform to uh, get get advertising and sponsors over a variety of different areas where you can get your podcast heard on different platforms. Uh, it's easy to upload. It's easy to add content. It's easy to delete and edit. Um, it's just a very simple platform. Helps you get your get off the ground. Kind of help you get your podcast moving forward. Um, and simplifies a lot of things in the business that that typically you wouldn't know and you'd have to learn. So it, it does help with the learning curve. So we we really appreciate and use Anchor uh, as well as as many other platforms we've tried, Anchor seems to be the easiest.